The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said, cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Coming at you live on Game Plus TV. We're streaming on YouTube as well. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Welcome to Hour 2 of that. Last hour, the affable household name Dan O'Toole joining us which I want to tear apart with our uh, co-host coming up here, Darren Moose-Dupont. Later on this hour, the uh, star quarterback of the Montreal Alouettes, Trevor Harris, one of them, he and Vernon Adams Jr., the two quarterbacks with Montreal of the CFL. They've got Moose on the screen. Hey, Moose, what do you know, bro? How are you? I'm doing well. You talk about this day flying by. It's flying by. That interview flew by. At the end of it, you're like, Holy smokes, we're out of time. Like, you didn't even really uh, feel like you wound it down because it was just like, holy smokes, where did the time go? Felt like a two-minute interview, and we got to get Toolsy back on. Just an unbelievable guy. And the reason I wanted you on so bad here, Moose, to open hour two is because you are going to need to coach slash counsel me a little bit. What do you bill me for that, by the way? You've never sent me a bill, but what would you charge me? for this live well, on air the the bill is going to come due when uh when i'm not paying for room and board down in florida if you know what i mean so <laughs> okay we'll be, i gotcha we'll get even yeah okay reason being they're driving me a little nuts here today so okay we're gonna get into the sports topics but the thing is if you really wanted to get into what we talked about canada's men's soccer team going to the world cup NHL Sunday leftovers, NHL GM meetings going on here in South Florida, NFL GM meetings going on, and owners and coaches here in South Florida. We did, we did that an hour ago. Now we're, we're, now we're into the cesspool of what's come up here over the last hour. So there's a few things. One, everybody is wanting to debate the Will Smith-Chris Rock thing. And I say it's fake. And folks... I'm going to now counsel you to just back away from the keyboard a little bit. Chill. Just because you may think it's fake or you may think it's real, you need to accept that some people may not agree with your opinion on that. I think it was fake. I see people getting very upset about it in the comments here. But that's our poll question for Capital Auto Mall University Collision Center. Oscars Sunday night. Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith, the confrontation. Was it real or fake? The last I looked, <laughs> whopping majority well over close to 70 percent saying that it was real 
And it's just got people worked up. And this moose is where we're bringing the entertainment portion into this show, sports and entertainment. And I never asked you yet, do you think it was real or fake? What are you voting? I voted yes. I vote. I think it's real. Now, you got to know, like, my default is to, you know, I believe in all the things and, and you know, my mind goes there. So I want to think it's real. Even if it was just for the show, I can get into the make-believe. Um, you know, I can see why it would be scripted and fake. You know, the Oscars, the Grammys, those entertainment shows. You know, we talked about because of the political nature of them, you know, the ratings have gone down, you know, over the last couple of years. So you do something like this, everybody's talking about it. I'm at the Banff Mountain Film Festival last night, and my phone is going off about Will Smith and Chris Rock. And in the intermission, I had to watch the video. So I'm paying attention to the Oscars. Like, how about that? And, you know, for him to sit and swear from his seat like that and to walk up and smack him, I mean, it was uncomfortable. It was weird. It was, but it was like, it got everybody's attention. I don't know, man. Like, it could absolutely be real. But then I went and looked at Will Smith's Instagram page and, you know, five hours earlier or a few hours earlier, he had posted a, a photo of him and Jada and the, you know, their outfits and stuff, a video. And it was something about how they got an attitude tonight. So it almost like foreshadowed that something was about to go down at the awards. And he couldn't have known that Chris Rock was going to make those jokes unless it was planned. So I'm starting to buy into the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, and people are writing in at me and they're saying cheeky little things here. Um, can I say it again? Because we're not just talking sports here. I'm trying to help people out by saying there's room for everybody's opinion. Let's not call people a big stupid head. You know, that kind of thing. As I just read in a textbook this weekend, working on my mental health coaching uh, stuff, name calling and swearing is a product of an underdeveloped, immature brain. So that. Um, yeah. The other thing, uh, people are asking about World Cup stuff. What do we need to know about the World Cup? Look, do what I did. Google it. We're not going to spend all day on that. 32-team tournament, it's going to be in Qatar in November. Google it. We're not spending all our time on that there. And Dan O'Toole was with us last hour from the infamous Jay and Dan. This is where I'm going to segue into the Burris stuff because you and I haven't really got into that too much. People are saying Henry stiffing the BC Lions, blah, blah, blah. Dan O'Toole came on regarding his new career, hosting the Boomsies podcast. He's doing personal events and stuff. Dan O'Toole's going to always be just fine. We're not worried about Dan O'Toole. In life, professionally, personally, we're not. He's a great guy. He's talented. He'll be fine. But he said, Rod, you guys paved the way. You said you saw the interview. Is that what our hallmark is? Were we the first guys to get skidded, Moose, and started up the live streaming show in Canada? Is that it? I, that's kind of cool that Dan O'Toole would say that. You paved the way. And uh, that felt pretty good. How about What did you think when you saw that? Yeah, very cool. I thought that was awesome, you know, to say that, that we would pave the way. I thought that's, you know, kind of him to say it and, you know, um, continuing to do our thing. And, you know, if, if, if we've opened up opportunities or kind of set the roadmap for others to come behind us and create great products like this and fans love it, I think that's awesome because at the end of the day, 
it's all about serving the viewers and serving the people of Canada and, you know, with, with great entertainment. And, you know, we provide what we do. And, you know, whether it's Hustler in Winnipeg or, or Dan doing his thing on the Boomsies uh, podcast, I think it, it's awesome. The more the merrier. And for them to know that it's, it's, it's viable and something where you can, uh, you can do this and you can have an audience and make a living, I think it's incredible. Yeah, I wanted to tell the story here, but we will get back to sports. But just being, you're going to be hearing a lot more about Chris Nyland's name, Chris Knuckles Nyland, because he's getting into this digital streaming sports talk like we've been doing. And uh, I'll just only say this. When we were in Knuckles' house, there were five of us in the room. One wasn't in recovery, addiction recovery, and his name's Darren Dupont. Anna, you were scared. You were, like, I knew everybody was not to be feared. I think you were a little scared of the people in the room that night, including Chris Nyland, who was shaking a cleaver at me and yelling at me. <laughs> I knew that I had nothing to worry about. You seemed like you wanted to run out of the house and never come back. <laughs> no, no, it was all good. I wasn't worried about it. But at the beginning, it's, you know, especially when you've told the story, <clears throat> excuse me, on the air, going around the table, talking about the addictions and everything else, and I'm the only one without one, and I'm like, I just don't want to make anybody else uncomfortable, you know, because I'm the one Like, don't worry about me. Right. And, and I know uh, um, she was really worried about, you know, making sure I was OK and taking care of it. Do I got something to drink water or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So but no, it took about five yeah. minutes and, you know, they're, they're all great people. So it's easy. The people in that room are very open about their recovery, including myself. But we were going around the room. What were you addicted to? Uh, cocaine. What were you addicted to? Opioids. What were you addicted to? Black tar heroin. Boom, 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 boom. And then the one female at the room puts her hand around Darren and says, are you in recovery, Darren? And I patted him on the back and said, Darren is an earthling. And then everybody broke out laughing. Anyways, yeah. moving, yeah, moving on. So just to the Burris thing, because we said Henry Burris leaving the BC Lions after 10 days to join the staff of the Jacksonville Jaguars and first-year head coach there, Doug Peterson. You know, we, I was told that he had an opportunity with the Colts, too, but he chose Jacksonville, and I think with Trevor Lawrence and what's going on in Jacksonville, that would be the place that I'd want to go over Indy, not to mention living in Florida. But the people that we need to... This all ties back into what I've been saying with Dan O'Toole and everything else. Henry Burris has been screwed over so many times in his life as a player not to mention other things that we probably don't even know about, just the public things that we see. Who in their right mind would think he should turn down an NFL coaching opportunity to stay as an offensive consultant in the Canadian Football League? Who would think that? Because you agreed to it? No, we're in an age, if this hasn't always been the case, of you need to do what's best for you, period. Not just professionally, but personally too. Henry Burris doesn't owe the BC Lions or the Canadian Football League or anybody else anything. Or TSN? See you later. The paycheck's better. The league's better. Unless you actually think that a CFL coaching or consulting job is on par with a position in the NFL, in which case we should just stop talking now. Because I might come over the table and slap. I might pull a Will Smith on you. Oh, no. But I've heard, it en I've heard it enough to think, Darren, that people actually think Henry might be in the wrong here by leaving the BC Lions after 10 days. Like, my God, stop the world, I want to get off. Who would think that? Look, 
with with Henry Burris, you know, we know what kind of guy that he is, you know, and the kind of man he is and the character he has. Henry Burris isn't going to disrespect the BC Lions in this situation. You know, if there was conversations happening, Henry Burris would have been out in front of this. It's not like he's sitting here and scorning the BC Lions with a move like this. And the it's BC 111 Lions Eastern, by the way. 1111 Mountain, sorry. 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain. Continue. And look, like the BC Lions, you know, aren't going to be upset by this either because they know that this is better for Henry. And if it doesn't work out in Jacksonville, they'll probably open the door for him if there's an opportunity, if there's an open available position. I mean, Henry would have been open and said, look, yeah, I want to come and join your organization, but there's these other opportunities that might come up too. And if I can get back to the NFL, I want to do that. You know, any coach on that staff would love to be in the NFL too. It's not that, you know, to disrespect the CFL in any way at all, because they value the positions that they have and what the CFL means. But no, Henry didn't shun the BC Lions or make them look bad. I don't feel... You know, only the BC Lions know that, and I'm sure they're fine with Henry. Yeah, and by the way, I read the statement from Friday night from Rick Campbell, the BC Lions head coach, who said we would not stand in Henry's way to pursue this opportunity. There's no blood on the hands of the BC Lions here at all. I, I know those guys so well, particularly Neil McAvoy, the co-GM, but I know Rick Campbell enough. They've both been on this show. They're good guys. They're good people. They're not going to stand in Henry's way. It's the fans. And I saw somebody write into our Instagram page because we broke the story Saturday morning that Hank was going to the Jaguars. And he said, I'm just tired of disloyalty in sports. And I'm like, if I wasn't paying a dollar a month for this rental from AT&T, I would have thrown my phone against the wall. What are you? What? I just can't. And furthermore, furthermore. I said, and we have time in this segment to get into it, and it'll carry over into the next, on our Instagram story this morning at the Rod Peterson Show, that I wanted to talk about the shift in, in uh, roster construction in the National Football League now. And the reason it's important is, A, this is in the USA Today as well, but the football peeps around here that I'm talking to are, are discussing it too. Two things. Teams like the LA Rams, Dolphins here, uh, the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson, trading Many high draft picks for superstars. Rams have been doing it for a long time. They don't have a first-round pick. So I started getting CPP. But to the Super Bowl champions, they've been in the playoffs for the last five years. And the onus of this is, who does that? Who trades all their top-end picks? But the Rams are doing it. The Browns are putting their balls on the table and doing it. And the Dolphins clearly, too. That's the one thing. And the second, Darren, is a major shift in the National Football League right now amongst the stars, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, that are fabricating, in some cases, stories or perceived rifts in order to get what they want, a gigantic contract or their way out of town. Because if Aaron Rodgers hadn't got that four-year, $200 million deal with the Packers, he's probably not playing there in 2022. So that's the other thing that I was reading this morning, and you're only going to have 90 seconds to respond to this, and I apologize. We're going to have to come back into the break and talk about this after. But that these young, and not every player can do it. you got to have a significant five-star status in the NFL to do it, but to realize that they're not under team's control anymore. 
and just say, I don't like what's going on here. So fix it, pay me, or I'm out. And that's new too. And that's worth dissecting, I would say. Yeah, no, it is. It is new. The players have more power than they've ever had. You know, they can voice things on social media. Other players can talk to each other on social media and create relationships. You know, and now the players have that ability. And the owners now and the GMs know this, right? If I see Devontae Adams talking about, which I don't think he was, but talking about going to, to Vegas or talking to Derek Carr on social, it's like, if I don't pay him, he might go there. And they're, look at, I can see this already. So um, they're stacking, you know, some cards against me and stacking some chips against me. But the players want to get paid. They know how much they're worth. They see what every other player is getting paid. And they have more power than they've ever had before. Right. Things are changing and it's exciting. Yeah. When we come back, we'll get into Taco Time. Viewer takeover a little early. Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. If you want to talk NHL, NFL, Blue Jays coming out of the uh, CFL Combine weekend, Henry Burris leaving to go to the NFL, all of it. We want your thoughts. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across Canada, all 10 provinces and 31 states in the U.S., live streaming on YouTube. And, of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts at Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. More than ever, this is the place to be. NHL GM's meetings going on in South Florida. NFL coach, GM, and owner meetings going on here in South Florida. We'll be talking about it all week long. It is a viewer takeover. I said all topics are up for discussion. Don, our Navy friend, writes in. He says, the NFL is acting more and more like the CFL every day. Change my mind. LOL. I don't know exactly what he means by that. If you want to elaborate, I'm here for the discussion. Jack uh, Fulton in Alberta watching Moose. He says, Rod, if a person doesn't do what's best for them, somebody will hire you to do what's best for them. Got it? See what he did there? And uh, that's what Hank is doing. Uh, sports update. Here's a quick one. On the ice tonight, the Edmonton Oilers are at home looking to bounce back from Saturday's 9-5 shellacking in Calgary. Oilers welcoming the lowly Arizona Coyotes with just 45 points in 65 games. That's uh, NHL worst. Also tonight, Vancouver Canucks in St. Louis. Blues have dropped four straight at home. Uh... The hottest golfer in the PGA has vaulted to number one. Scotty Scheffler won the Dell Technologies match play for his third title in just his last five starts. Slugger Albert Pujols is returning to St. Louis after agreeing to a one-year deal with the Cardinals. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch first reported the agreement late Sunday night. Sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store, where I know they're watching right now. They do every day. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. All those things, Moose, uh, tucked into a little bit of um, drive to survive again on Sunday. And it's picking up. And there was actually, there's a portion in that show. You've watched the whole thing, right? The F1 series on Netflix. Am I right in that? Almost, 
almost all of it. I'm, I'm in the middle of one of the seasons, but I've watched a significant chunk. I think this was when I said I was going to need you to counsel me off the ledge at the start of this hour. I actually kind of did it to myself a little more. I was getting upset at people, but mm, I got it. But there was a quote in episode two of Drive to Survive. The executive director of McLaren Racing was on, and he said, we'd like to have more fans for our race team, but we don't have that many. It's been hard to cheer for us. We haven't won that much. And I'm like, what did he say? Because you understand in sports now, 30 plus years in the business, how it's changed is the teams now, for whatever reason, are like, you have to cheer for us. We're in your town. You have to buy season tickets. You have to come to the games and buy jerseys. That's your right. That's, that's your duty because you live in this city. No, it's not. And maybe it's because these race teams don't have a fixed address per se. But that's changed. It used to be when I got into the sports business, the teams felt the need, the onus, to win and be good and be at the top to fill the barn. And now I see it, and I think this shift in sports has been sports people used to own teams. Now it's just rich business guys own teams, and they don't get it. And I, I think I'll just stop there. But I just... Did you, do you remember that line in the show where the guy from McLaren Racing said that? We don't have that many fans because we haven't won that much. We need to start winning to get our fans back. You don't hear that in sports anymore. That's so real, and it's such a refreshing thought. that You respect it like crazy, and he's right. And, you know, we grew up, and we've, we've been spending most of our time in the rectangle, right? And, you know, we don't, outside of the Rough Riders and the Saskatchewan Rush and now the Rattlers, there's no pro sports team, but of the major, you know, four, there's, there's not a pro sports team here. So it's a melting pot of different fan bases, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, Winnipeg Jets, Flames, Oilers, right? You know, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cowboys, Bears, you Vikings, you name it, you know, but more and more that's happening in those major cities, in the Minnesotas, you know, in the Torontos and the Montreals and the Vancouver's and Calgary's and Edmonton's of the world. You know, you got fans of multiple teams in there because now more than ever, all those other teams, the Dallas Cowboys or the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Pittsburgh Penguins, they can reach you in Winnipeg. They can reach you in Calgary, you know, as easy as the local team can through social media, through our phones, through digital media, television, radio, and all the rest and podcasts and whatnot. So, you know, of course, it's not just a given that you have to follow the local team. Um, you have to work for it. You have to earn fans uh, uh, money. You have to earn their attention. And you have to be good in order to get their attention, too. The Raptors didn't have full attention across all of Canada until they started winning. You know, and then they captured the hearts of the country. Canada soccer, same thing. But now they're doing you know, wonderful things. And all of a sudden, we're all fans. So, yeah, there's some onus on you to make sure you're driving results for sure. Yeah, and that's the point, is you have to win. And a lot of these teams just feel that it's their obligation, fans' obligation to come buy tickets, and, and it's not. But I had a phone call uh, this morning with a sports guy that just made me feel so good about where we're going with this show because he's like, yeah, it is what it looks, what you think, uh, this outfit is broke. Yep. I'm like, okay, because well, they're not purporting that. He goes, now nah, I know they are. I'm like, okay. Back to the... Uh, 
not that I'm happy that they're broke, but I'm just like, is this what I think's going on? Is going on? He's like, yeah, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm not crazy. Wendell uh, watching regarding the Henry Burris leaving the BC Lions to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars writes, then he says, I'm fine with Burris going to the NFL, but only if he made it clear to BC that getting a job down south was a possibility. If he knew he had a shot with the NFL, he needed to disclose that. That is not as a ridiculous of a comment as you would think. Because you would just think that any, if there's an opportunity for advancement, any team would let their guy go. But that's not always the case. <laughs> because I am so close with the coaches, I've known uh, situations where assistant coaches in the CFL and NFL have been offered promotions with another team within the same league and been turned down. And oh my. They will remain nameless, but holy. A lot of teams aren't as generous as the BC Lions or generous. What should I say? Have a heart? What would I not? How do you feel about Wendell's comment here? I, I think the BC Lions should be applauded for letting Henry out of his deal. They didn't have to. You would think it would be automatic, but it's not automatic with some teams is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you would think it, it should be automatic. I mean. When you put out that kind of goodwill to people and let them go and pursue their dreams, when those doors, you know, get closed on you eventually, they'll come back and you'll be able to retain good people. It's going to help you bring out good young other people as well. You put good in the world, you're going to get good back regardless. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. And for the BC Lions, you know, wishing Henry well and meaning it, that's the best you can ask for. I'm loath to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, Nicholas Vela watching on YouTube. You, you don't have the comments up, do you, Moose? Um, Clark does. Clark could put this on the screen. Like, I would normally want to put my fist down this kid's throat, but he says, start talking more CHL hockey. Nobody cares about the NBA in a league run by a CCP of China. I don't even know what he's referring to being run by China. And when you tell us what to talk about, that just pisses me off. And I would normally say, there's the door. Use it. But I do want to point something out. I'm glad that he said this. I went yeah. to Greg Drinnen's blog on the weekend. And or was that this morning? Anyways, for those that don't know, long-time newspaper guy, now doing the digital thing like and he actually took a shot at the newspaper industry in his column today. You might want to read it. But the headline was, Big Crowd Watches Blades Beat Pats. And of course, God's team, the Regina Pats, I follow everything that they do. I guess there was a big crowd, and the Blades beat the Pats 3-1 on Friday night. They clinched the playoff spot. And I saw the Moose Jaw Warriors clinch the playoff berth too over the weekend point here is the Blades fans. Your Blades fans, Moose, chanting, overrated. Overrated. On Connor Bedard. And I honestly think the old me would have lost my mind on that. And say, how dare you, Saskatoon? I won't get into what I would have said. I think y'all know what I would have said. And I just thought, poor Connor. Eventually, he's going to be able to buy and sell Saskatoon. But he's got to put up with it for now. 
Uh, you weren't there because I, I knew that you didn't go to Saskatoon until the next day. Yeah. Typical fan stuff, and Connor's just going to have to uh, get used to that kind of thing if he's going to be a star in the NHL, which he clearly is. But he's not away from that. Just because he didn't. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll shut up. Of course not. Of course he's not overrated. You know, and things fans say about the other team are never true anyways. You know, but it's it's what, you know, we kind of miss a little bit of that in sports. When you have a rivalry or you, you know, you just want fans to have some passion. And it's just like sometimes in markets, and it's been a bit of an issue in Saskatoon for a while, is you wonder if the fans are awake at the Blades game. Right. You know, they, some people have nicknamed it the library, but you know what? They've done a good job, you know, um, getting the team competitive and playing an exciting brand of hockey and the fans are getting into it. And, you know, if they're going to chirp at Connor Bedard, they, great, go for it. As long as you're not being really disrespectful and saying, you know, really mean things about somebody, you know, personally. I mean, overrated. That's just, you know. He's not that good. We beat you. You know, whatever. That's, that's fine. I like that. That's cool. You're trying to get under the skin a little bit. You know, it's nothing really egregious or offensive or, or anything like that. So I think we need a little bit more of that in sports. Creates the rivalry. And you know what? The Pats are going to grow up. They're going to get big. They're going to get good. They're going to get faster and score more goals. And then they're going to be able to do that to the Blades again before long. So it's fun when it goes back and forth like that. Shocking the Blades guy would say he doesn't have a problem with it. Dar, watching on YouTube, says, that chant was rude and uncalled for. I agree. Uh, Jim Vancha, watching on YouTube, says, the Blades are just jealous. First time I saw him live, the kid is good. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, that's rude, Darren. And she goes on to say the comment from Nicholas is also, Rude. How about that? But Darren, if I may, what's today's date? What is it? March the 28th. Okay. Well, from March 25th, vibe of the day. This was specifically for me. One of the best signs of your growth is seeing yourself no longer worried, bothered, or hurt by the things that once used to drain you. You're getting better, stronger, more aware, and it feels so. Good. <laughs> Boo them all you want, pansies. Not going to hurt our feelings. What else you got, Moose? You, go. you good? You, you got to go empty yeah, those good. lungs. I'll see you in overtime. I'll see you in overtime. Thank you. Thank you. Kid's going to die on us. Trevor Harris, one of our good friends of the Montreal Alouettes, joins us next, and this is going to be fantastic. You're watching the RP Show all across Canada on the Game Plus Television Network and in 31 U.S. states, including the beautiful state of Florida. YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show live from South Florida. We want to tell you Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, the best beer in the game. 
Coming up, viewer takeover, where we will put a bow on all of our topics today. But I'm very excited to welcome Montreal Alouettes quarterback Trevor Harris to the program today. I'm not sure if he's been on since he signed with the Owls, but let's bring him on in here. It started last week. There, he's getting himself comfortable. He said, Rod, what CFL rule changes would you like to see? And I said, who cares about me, Trevor? I'd like to hear your suggestions. And here he is today to have a good football chat. How you doing, Trevor? I'm doing great, Rod. How are you? Very well, thank you. My first question to you would be this. Are you all set for training camp? How are you feeling? I feel great physically. feel great. It's uh, just heading into the next phase of my throwing program starting this week. So uh, ramping up throwing from three days a week to four days a week this upcoming week and getting the arm in, in shape for camp. I've been training with wide receivers and DBs to try and get my explosiveness up a little bit more. And uh brought to my attention I'm 189 yards short of a thousand yards rushing for my career so uh, the TH7 1000 uh, quest begins let's go well right well don't try and get them all in one game for the love of Pete but uh, Neilon Green <laughs> by the way has the record for that I, I called it it was 200 plus yards rushing in one game but I digress Trevor you brought up my thoughts on CFL rule changes and it got me thinking because nobody ever asks so I spent the weekend thinking about it, but you as a quarterback in the game, what would you like to see tweaked if you had a seat at the table and, and thought it would go through? You know, it's a great question to ask. And I think that where you've got to start, Rod, is what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, what are the holes or gaps in the league that we're trying to fill? What are we trying to accomplish by changing the rules? And if you look back to the last year or two, I think a lot of the fans are wanting more explosiveness, more offense. And to me, as an organization, as a CFL, uh, I think we need more butts in the seats, more eyes on TV screens. And so I think that's where we start is how can we alter rules, uh, keep the integrity of the CFL and help those changes, help diagnose the problems and create the change that we're trying to get to. And I know a lot of people have been talking about three versus four downs. I am not a proponent of changing from three downs to four downs because I think that's what makes the Canadian Football League unique. I do think there are possibilities of changing to a, maybe you get uh, one, one time per series, you get a third down where you don't have to punt. So, but that would be maybe something along the lines of before you get to midfield, maybe you get one fourth down or one third down before you have to punt on uh, the last down of the series. Um, there's also ways to uh, move in the hash mark to create more real estate for offenses be able to use the entire field. There's people have brought up the ratio. I'm actually a proponent of expanding the ratio, but balancing it, maybe putting four offense, four on defense, having two non-box players on either side of the ball, uh, just things of that nature. And by no means am I saying that this is the best suggestions ever. There's holes in every argument. There's two sides to every argument. Uh, but I think you could start at those sorts of things. But there's one other issue with players coming up that are on the minimum right now that are losing tons of money with the housing market and so i think that we should at the table help the players get a little bit more housing money or have teams provide housing for players because americans that are traveling up canadians that are traveling across they're getting crushed by the housing i know that was a lot in one but uh, i've had some conversations with my buddy matt francis on this and natea j and we've kind of gotten into some of the uh, back and forth with it well um, see here's the thing it's like if you want to talk about CFL changes, it's like pulling a little string on a rug. You could just unravel all day. So it's like because the rules overall are 
really good. They were put together by some really smart people. But if you really wanted to tinker with things, I think you could change a lot. And by the way, if you don't mind taking a few fan questions, Trevor, Ryan H. is watching on YouTube. He says, amazing to have Trevor Harris on. What's the hardest part about joining a new team? That's a pretty good question, man. You've done it a few times. What's the hardest part? Each team has its own culture and certain expectations, the way things are run. And it's about adjusting to the everyday, day-to-day life of what it's like in that locker room. You know, there's different personalities in every locker room. Learning how to communicate with each teammate, because as a leader, it's not so much what you say to people, it's how you talk to people and how you make them feel. And so I pride myself on being a relational person with all my teammates. And I think that's that's always a big change. And then you've got facility changes as well, uh, and then offensive changes. But I would say the biggest one is adapting to the culture of each team. Wayne in Victoria, BC writes in, he says, I can tell by the way Trevor talks that he's a good guy and cares about the game. I could tell that pretty early on too, Trevor, but where I realized that you and I would really get along when I heard about your mindfulness routine, it was when, was it when, when you were in Ottawa when I first heard about that, how you just clear your mind and how it, what, what a big part of your game that's been, because I'm huge on that too, as you know, and of course our faith aspect too. But back to those rules, it's like they're talking about it, Trevor, because scoring was down last year, as you know, the lowest since 1974. And I just think that this is a knee-jerk thing that, I still think the offensive rules are fine. Do you like what do you think was the reason for the scoring being down to the degree that it was? You know, I think a year off had something to do with it. I think uh, Dave Dickinson talked about it a little bit where you get into first down and you're not successful. Teams are just dropping into, you know, doing a Rolodex of zone coverages and making it really difficult. And most of the offenses in the league right now are a lot of the West Coast system, the Mark Trestman, Scott Milanovich system. And uh, that's always predicated on trying to dictate coverage with formations and motions and sets. And that's just not happening anymore, where teams are dropping eight and even nine into coverage and making it difficult, taking away primaries and forcing you to throw the ball underneath and rack for first downs. And then you're two and out punting quite a bit. And so, yeah, it could be a little bit of a knee jerk reaction, but I also think the game's changing a little bit, uh, in my humble opinion, could be wrong. Uh, that's why I kind of thought that there there are a couple things that you could do. Like if you said you're not allowed to punt the football at, past midfield, if it's third and third and four at the uh, the plus fifty one, there's a lot of field position and real estate on the line. And not only that, if you punt and pin somebody at the five yard line, that's a very big difference from not converting and them starting at the uh, minus fifty two or whatever. It, I just said in that example, and then giving yourself an extra down one time per series before midfield would be an interesting one as well because then you're giving the offense a little bit more uh, leeway in that. And I think if you can create better field position for certain teams and make a higher risk, I think it makes the game a lot more fun. Um, But there's rules in the CFL I don't think you want to tinker with, and that's, and I know this is contradictory, but the three downs in general, I think that's what makes the game great. But maybe there's a way to kind of tinker with it a little bit here and there and like I said, these are just suggestions. I know there's going to be maybe some people get upset with me and yell and say, well, you can't do that because of this, but of course. And, uh, but it's fun to talk about and good to get ideas thrown out there. And that's why no idea is a bad idea. That's why you kind of take these in and uh, see what happens. But so you kind of think it's more of a knee-jerk reaction. You don't really think we need too many rule changes. No, and I think the talk of going to four downs is a business thing, has nothing to do with football reasons, just to align it more with American football. That's what I think that it is. And now they're talking about narrowing hash marks. 
And I don't really want to do that for two reasons. It's going to be really expensive, as you would imagine, to pull up the hash where they are and sew it back into a new spot. Two, I like the wide side of the field because a quarterback can't hide. My good friend Henry Burris had a gun. Trevor, there was no dead spots on the field for Hank. Right? When guys come up to Canada, you can't hide on that field, and it just kind of separates the men from the boys. You're not afraid of the wide side throws either. Right? So I, that, to me, makes it unique. But where are you on the hash mark discussion of narrowing them? I think it would be an advantage for the boundary DBs because the field DBs can play off a little bit more and jump routes because they have more time to recover. So I think it would help the boundary DBs, but the field DBs wouldn't have as much leeway. So it would affect them a little bit. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that's a reason why scoring would be down, although it would cause more real estate for the offense and, and help offenses a little bit. But like you said, I think that that might be a little bit more of a knee-jerk reaction. But they, in high school in the United States, it's really wide hashes, and it's uh, a little bit closer in college and a little bit closer in the NFL. And so I wonder what the entire reasoning for that is, but uh, I think it is fun to look at some of these rule changes to see if we could help scoring because teams, fans on average would rather uh, watch a game that's in the 40s, 30s and 40s scoring versus, you know, a 12 to 9 defensive slug, slug out game, you know? Yeah, well, I agree, but the NFL has high scoring and they have low scoring. I think it's a game to game thing versus what the rules are. Hey, lastly, Jack's watching in Alberta, and he says, uh, Trevor nailed that I know USA players who are paying rent in Canada and in the States. Hard to do on 60000 Canadian. Just on the money thing, Trevor, because other fans want to know your thoughts on the U.S. leagues, the USFL, XFL's coming back. Let me ask you this. Why do so many guys come to Canada then when you could stay in the States and try and earn U.S. dollars and stay at home? Why is Canada, it seems to be a preferred league for Americans. Why is that? Yeah, great question. I think it has to do with stability. Guys know that the league is going to be there. There's been a lot of uh, trying and failing in terms of leagues. You know, with the UFL, I was part of the UFL when that league folded. And I was part of the team, you know, folding there. And arena football, you're making 400 bucks a week here. And then the XFL, the AAF, and now we've got uh, the USFL coming. So I hope these leagues do well. But I think it has to do with quality football. You know you're going to finish a season. And just the longevity tradition of the CFL, I think, is big. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it is a different brand of football. And it's also a way to expand your horizons. I think as a quarterback, it's more difficult to diagnose defensive coverage uh, in this league than it would be in 11-man football. Wow. Wow, there's a great answer. Trevor, we uh, kind of scratched the surface on this. Hopefully, maybe we can do it again before training camp. If not, we'll see how the season goes. But good luck with the training and everything. And I can't wait to see you out there. My best to you and the family. Always, Rod. Appreciate you. Always good to see you, man. CFL great Trevor Harris of the Montreal Alouette. We'll debate his comments and everything else that's come up today when we return for Viewer Takeover presented by Taco Time. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Mm-hmm. 
Here we go. One more time for overtime, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. It is uh, viewer takeover, as I say, brought to you by our friends at Taco Time. They are back on board, and let's bring in the Moose, if you don't mind. Moose, I was praying that there would not be any breaking news during the show, and there hasn't been, because I forgot my bell. I got it sent to me here. I bought a new bell on the weekend, a new breaking news bell. What do you think? I got it from the Hobby Lobby. Because I wasn't in love with this one, which came via Amazon. Which do you like better? new one you like the yeah new one i think i think i like the new one yeah the new one might be a little bit better um it's interesting yeah, it's almost too. like uh where's my tea okay do you have my tea it's almost like <laughs> ringing for service where's my pink drink anyways exactly. here in uh viewer takeover one i don't know if you have any thoughts on what trevor harris had to say on cfl rule changes and it's to me that's why I always wonder why I've been given sports talk shows to do because I'm not cut out to do sports talk because I feel like it's a waste of time. We don't have a seat at the big table. They don't ask for our opinion. So why are we sitting here talking about it? And yet, that's kind of what sports radio and sports talk has been built on. Is that? 100%. So I get that. But yeah, but those are Trevor Harris's uh, rule changes and they're interesting ones. So we can get to that in a minute. But from our viewers, Todd is watching in Red Deer. And he says, I think that scoring in the CFL is down because the Canadian players have developed and are much closer to the American players. There is now not a weak player to exploit on each play. He says, again, great show. Scott Stanley in British Columbia, sorry, Scott Stanley in St. Albert says, I think the British Columbia Lions are partially to blame for Burris leaving. He was a consultant, not a full-time coach. I'm sure he had an open-door policy with the Lions, that's all. Why are we okay. debating this so much? Henry Burris was a consultant for the Lions. My guess is their cap was taken off. We're only a couple months away from training camp. They wanted to throw Henry a lifeline, do him a solid, because he's got a lot to add. But then he had an opportunity in the NFL, so he left. Why, Darren, is this such a big deal? Because we want to have the best people in our organization. So BC Lions fans want Henry Burris in their organization. CFL fans want Henry Burris to be in the Canadian Football League. And I respect that. But, you know, at the end of the day, a better opportunity came along. And here's an opportunity for Henry to work with one of the best young prospects in all of football, you know, in Trevor Lawrence. And, uh, of course, he's going to take that. BC's going to wish him well. You know, we want to take on so much anger for other people, you know. And if BC is not upset, then why should we be upset? If they're not out here being really upset, then we don't need to be upset for them. You know, it's like my mom getting upset that onions came on my burger when I asked for no onion. You know, I'm not upset. I'll pick them off myself. I'm good, right? But she's got to tell the server, you know, there's a mistake here, like, and she's got to get mad for me, and I don't like that. And, you know, we have this nature as people to get mad for other people when they're not even mad. Very good point. I want the best for others. Call me crazy, brother. Uh, it's like, I'll just say it, John Lynch now. I'm pissed off that DuPont signed in the NFL. He's not going to be back with the Rough Riders next year. Good for him. No, it's bad for the Riders. I can't, can't argue. We got to stop talking. If you don't want what's best for people. 
Michael J. watching in Maple Ridge, B.C. says, regarding the Chris Rock Will Smith bitch slap, he says it was stayed. He says it went awry, obviously. People should not be made fun of as a rule. Chris Rock did make fun of her, but it's his job as a comedian. And Will and Jada are not rookies at being famous. He said, I mean, if he was assaulted, if it wasn't staged. So I don't know if that's swayed you at all, Moose, because you think it's real. Do you still think it's real, or? I'm buying into the conspiracy, man. I'm buying in. I might be swayed. Okay. Ryan in Saratoga Springs, New York. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Ryan writes in and says on the 902 line, Good day, gentlemen. I discovered that Game Plus Network is now available stateside, streaming on Fubo TV. It's been on Fubo for a while, hasn't it, Moose? That's right. Yeah, Fubo's great. Yeah. He says also, typically, after countries qualify for the World Cup, they play warm-up matches called friendlies in anticipation of the World Cup, kind of like preseason in the NFL or CFL. Well, everybody knew that. <laughs> Or do you just have to be a huge soccer fan like me to know that? I guess. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun today, hey? I love this new soccer vibe you got going on. It worked. Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. Oh, where's my pen? See you tomorrow, everybody. Noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV and Fubo. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.